Panama. You might be like me and only know Panama for two things before we visited. The canal, and that one time the United States invaded to flush Noriega out of the Vatican Embassy with some guns and roses. Just like everywhere else in the world, there was a lot more to learn about this country than what you just see on the news. The last country in Central America connecting to South America is nestled between Costa Rica to the west and Colombia to the east. Once the province of Colombia, it finally successfully seceded from Colombia in 1903 to become an independent nation with the help of the United States. Fast forward 120 years and it's now considered one of the safest and most stable countries in Latin America, according to the Global Peace Index. Rich in culture with its indigenous tribes, Spanish colonization, and the canal's endless pursuit of cheap labor brought over African, Caribbean, and Chinese influence dating back to the 19th century to create its 4.4 million people today. Bienvenidos, welcome, and thank you for joining us for season one, episode one of the Pano Familia podcast with Eduardo and Nicole, where we discuss our experience relocating to and raising our three young children here in Panama, share our journey of building our new farm and home here in Central America, and let you know what we're learning along the way. We're glad you're here. Vamanos. first episode, as you may have already figured out from the opening monologue, is all about Panama. We're not experts in any way, but we just want to share some basic information about this beautiful country. Panama wasn't on our radar until just a few years ago, and we've only been living here about three months now. Uh, yeah, uh, just like my monologue in the beginning, uh, I didn't know much about this country before we came here, um, and I feel like I'm pretty educated when it comes to the world, but Panama was never... Uh, on our radar. It's never been on my radar. And uh, we visited in November and we really liked what we saw and we just said, let's go for it. Um, I think it's a pretty cool place to uh, start a new life. Yeah. Yeah, we visited, we went back home, sold everything and moved over here. And like I said, we've been here three months and um, we, yeah, don't regret it at all. No, right? no, yeah. we don't, we don't regret it at all. So yeah, we thought it'd be fun to start a podcast just to share our kind of our journey and what we've been learning as well as just kind of get more information about Panama um, out there in the podcast world. I haven't seen much about it. Uh, the language they speak here is uh, predominantly Spanish, but you could survive with English. There's enough English speakers here where um, you could talk enough English and they can understand enough yeah. to get by. and. There's a lot of, uh, I haven't heard anyone speak the uh, indigenous language, but I think there's a little bit of that, because um, there is a lot of uh, indigenous people here and indigenous tribes, and it looks like they've done a pretty good job of protecting them and making sure um, they're getting their basic needs met uh, as much as possible um, to where they keep that going. 
like continue their culture yeah continue their culture they support them a lot and uh it's been nice to see because uh it's not like that everywhere else in the world so weather and seasons here um hot and humid in most of the country there are parts up in the mountains um, which we visited for a couple days uh, last month that are cooler and uh, that was a really nice break breath of fresh air i guess Um, but yeah most of the country it's going to be hot humid and then it's just broken up into two um, seasons wet season and dry season so december to april sometimes may that they've said um, there's no rain pretty much no rain at all and then starting usually around april or may all the way until november is called the rainy season or the wet season and um, we're in the middle of that right now or i guess getting closer to the tail end so it's usually sunny in the mornings like right now and then um, big thunder and lightning and rainstorms in the afternoon which is really beautiful and i've come to love it Um, it gets dark and like kind of cools down and it's also when we're you know taking our afternoon break and putting the kids down so it's kind of nice to have to have that in the afternoon and it's not just like blaring sun all day long uh one of the first things when we got here our uh chauffeur that brought us up to where we live uh told us that the weather in panama is bipolar and then i kind of just like oh okay that's funny and then i heard it from like three other people local panamanians that have been here for a long time and when you spend a month here in the rainy season you understand where they're coming from it could be hot and humid and sunny and beautiful and then next thing you know a big storm is coming through and thunder and wind and just who knows how much rain is coming down and then next thing you know it's sunny again and it's just <laughs> it's bipolar is what they kept saying yeah. and I you really do see that because um, like just these rainstorms coming out of nowhere and you don't even expect them I mean now you kind of expect them then you know they are going to come but you just don't know when mm-hmm. um, but like Nicole said most of the time they're in the they're in the afternoon um we still haven't hit the peak rainy season so um supposedly during that time it rains a lot more throughout the day but we only had a, like a three-day stretch where it was uh rainy for uh like two three days in a row but i think that was a different weather system that was coming oh, right, through yeah yeah that um, guy said it wasn't yeah like, it was normal. yeah it wasn't normal yeah. but yeah uh, i that uh, that's the best way to explain it during the rainy season it's just bipolar <laughs> Yeah, and then you've been saying how so many of the local people have told you that it's the, like, inferno pits of hell during the dry season. And, yeah, they act like it's so miserable, which, I mean, I'm sure it is, but coming from, you know, where we come from in California, where it's six months of, like, 90s to 100s, like, no rain, absolutely. Um, I don't know, it can't be that bad. I'm not really too worried about it. Yeah, I think for us maybe this time of year might be harder because like we're not used to the humidity uh because it i mean it sits around 85 to 90 degrees throughout the day but the humidity just adds so much heat um but if it's 85 90 degrees that's a dry heat during the dry season we might actually like it more yeah um because we're more accustomed to that because you know 85 to 90 degrees dry in california to us was like cool when it's 100 <laughs> well, in the shade, at least. In yeah. the shade when it's yeah. 105 outside 
So, but it's just funny to just like how they explain it. They would, oh, they, Inferno was the one I've, I've heard multiple times too from the locals. <laughs> like it turns into an Inferno, um, you know. So we'll, we're interested to see how that turns out. Yeah. Is that good? Okay, yeah. so the currency here is, which made it really easy to transition, um, Panama uses the dollar as their currency. Um, they have their own currency called the Balboa, but they only make coins. Um, so, and it's equal to um, the US dollar coins. So like if you go to a store and something's 25 cents, you could either give them a quarter or you could give them the Balboa, what's it called, the, the quarto or something? Isn't yeah. that what it says on there? Yeah. And it like, it's the same size as the quarter and it looks the same. So all the coins look the same as the American coins or the US coins. Um, and yeah, they've tied themselves to the dollar, which um, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's not, I mean, they're not the first country and probably not the last country to do it, but um, it just adds a little bit more stability to its economic situation here. Um, and because of the canal, you know, a lot of transactions are made in dollars with all the businesses going through there. So it probably was just the uh, natural thing that was going to happen. So it's made it easier for us to come down here um, because there's no weird um, exchange rates currency or, exchange yeah. rates and we're not yeah. we're not worried about following um, the exchange rate market um, yeah. you know growing up with my dad you know him being Mexican we'd follow the peso you know and see how it's doing and you know there's certain times when the peso was doing really good and the dollar would go a longer way and there's times when it was bad and you know you don't have to really follow that uh, here because it's just all in dollars you know like when we went to Costa Rica they do colones and the numbers are so much bigger that if you don't if you're not used to it you kind of like oh am I getting a deal this is 1,000 colones but a thousand colones is actually this and you know you don't have to do any weird quick math in your head right yeah. uh, to figure out what stuff is really worth <laughs> um, I bought some pots thinking it was a good deal then I did the math later and I was like oh that was like sixty dollars <laughs> uh, I remember the first time I went to Costa Rica because uh, yeah on the beach on the beach yeah, so yeah. that wasn't you know I'm not the quickest <laughs> with math equations off the top of my head <laughs> okay well why don't you just move into the economy then since we're kind of talking about it um, the economy here in Panama is growing it has grown over the last 10 years there's been a lot of growth um, it still has a long ways to go um, it still hasn't exactly trickled down to its uh, citizens that have been here forever for its Panamanians. But you do see a lot of um, investment by the government into the roads and electricity and uh, internet. And like, it's, you're actually, it feels like you're watching it in real time because we've been to places where they're building the road or they're working on the road and like it's just a really smooth nice new roads that are getting um you know making it easier for us to travel and you know business to travel and kind of some of these like nukes and crannies spots that are really cool to visit but a little hard to, to get to are getting a little easier so that'll hopefully bring more tourism in here mm -hmm. um but you know it's not just tourism here there's the canal obviously that's um brings in a good a huge influx of money for the country and then there's a lot of agriculture here um in the province that we're at there's a lot of uh, cattle farmers um dairy farmers 
coffee farmers, you know, pineapple, you know, a lot all of sorts of fruits, all and vegetables. Sorts of, sorts yeah, of fruits and vegetables, rice, yeah. depending on a lot of rice. There's a lot of rice production here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, but that's in this uh, region, northern or what, eastern or western part. Yeah. And then um, once yeah. you get closer to the city, there's, there's a lot more, uh, you know, financial business there uh, between the banks and all the business moving around there. And then just... Uh, Do you want to mention, though, like, you were talking about the roads, but, like, you can see that they're more um, inclined to build better roads towards, like, coastal areas or places where, like, maybe foreigners or tourists will go versus, like, up towards the mountains, mountains where the indigenous people live. And that's been a cause for lots of protests and stuff because um, the local people want their good roads and they don't want to be walking through a river to get to school the children's schools are not um as well um financed i guess as they should be um so there is kind of they do definitely lean towards like you know where the money is going to come in which isn't which isn't great so that is something that still needs to be worked on and something that you know we want to make sure to mention too yeah it's nice to see that there is investment from the government for its people instead of uh money getting hidden somewhere else or not being used at all for mm -hmm. and it's it, not all just tourism like, yeah and it's like not a just country like there's there's a lot of yeah. uh, financial incentives to invest in uh, panama with the agriculture and uh, the reforesting of the land um they do it is a very easy country to come and invest in um so that's made it easier for us, but it's 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 in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um, it's a pretty safe country. Um, there hasn't been a moment where we felt uncomfortable here, um, as me personally or as a family, mm -hmm. um, or me as a woman yeah. walking taking walks by myself. I haven't felt yeah. uncomfortable at all. Nicole's gone to places by herself. You know, uh, I've gone to places. I mean, I'll play basketball until midnight at some town next over and there has been a moment where I've been like oh man I better watch my wallet or keep an eye on my car it's just you know for the most part and we're in a, a more rural area but it's it's a relatively safe country and that's kind of one of the reasons why we picked it too it's uh yeah there hasn't been a moment where we've felt uncomfortable and that's always been the biggest question that I got asked before we look before we yeah, left, uh, it was, was like, right? is it safe? Is it safe? <laughs> Everyone, yeah. Um, and it got, it's always been annoying because I used to always hear it too <laughs> when we used to go to Mexico. Like, is it safe to go to Mexico? And I just tell people, it's just like, well, do you think people think it's safe to come here with the news that they see from our country? Because uh, I always felt safe in the United States, but, you know, it's just what you see on the TV and you kind of get that in your head that's what's going on but it's not like that it's only like not even a sliver of what the country is i mean there is places that are actually in war that are actually dangerous but this is not a war-torn country mm -hmm. yeah i think it's i think you're right with that and you did get asked that a lot and i always wanted to tell people like i honestly feel i feel safer leaving my door unlocked here than i did at our house in turlock and that was turlock you know a small town in the central valley of california so um the boys walk to the soccer field to play um you know the roads are people aren't driving 90 miles an hour down the roads um 
people are walking and riding their bikes on the roads. Like it's just traffic is different. We're going to wrap it up here in a couple minutes, but, um, there are 10 provinces in, um, Panama and then four provincial level indigenous regions called comarcas. Um, basically the equivalent of like a reservation would be in the United States. And, um, the four comarcas are called the Gunayala, formerly known as San Blas, the Anbara Wunan, um, and those I believe are both up closer to Panama City. Um, and then there's the Nagabe Bugle and the Madun Gandhi, which I'm butchering how you say those, but we wanted to share those. Yeah, the 10 provinces, um, which are like the states here in Panama. So the one that we live in is called Chiriqui. There's also Verawas, which is. Um, Along those where Peninsula, there's Bocas del Toro is one, um, Cologne, yeah. Panama, and then Panama Oeste, and a few more. I'm not sure. Uh, all the, of we, them. And then we got the Darien at the very end, and that's the the big rainforest. The big rainforest that's basically uh, cuts off Central America from South America. Um, it's the last sliver right before you hit Colombia. Yeah. And there's Panama City, which is obviously the biggest city, um, and there's the international airport there. And then an hour away from us is a large city called David, and there's a smaller airport there, which um, is another reason why we chose this location, because it's close. You can take a connecting flight to Panama City. Um, and there's a few other larger cities, but um, there's a city called Santiago. Um, but yeah, I mean, an hour away from us are all the amenities we need. Um, Panama City is about a six to eight hour drive, depending on traffic and stops from where we live. A lot of cool places on the Caribbean. We haven't really visited over there much yet. We've mostly stayed um, in this area just because driving with kids and everything. Um, and one thing I wanted to know, which I thought was cool, is Panama is one of only three carbon negative countries in the world with more than 33% of land protected and efforts underway to reforest more areas. Um, that's from worldbank.org. I thought that was really cool. Uh, so I think we're going to wrap it up. We're going to try and keep these episodes kind of um, smaller, shorter, easier for us to record, easier for uh, you to listen, you to listen um, especially those of you who you know have kids and busy lives, and um, you can digest this information quickly and move on to the next thing you need to do. You don't need a four-hour podcast of us blabbing on <laughs> so uh, what do you want to talk about like, uh, yeah oh, what we want to do yeah so okay. you know this is just an introduction of what we're doing but like yeah we want to talk about how it is living here um things you have to deal with uh it isn't all you know rainbows and butterflies there's some things that we've you know had to adjust to and we'd like to talk about those um like the pros and cons and then also eventually down the road we like to talk to people that have been living here for a longer time than us and just ask them about their experience and um if they're not from panama why they chose panama and uh for me i'd like to know talk to more people that have been living in panama for 30 plus years and hey how was it during these times you know and just learning more about their experiences growing up in this country and seeing how much they've seen a change over their lifetime and um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we just talk to the experts. Talk to the experts because yeah. <laughs> we're not we're far from experts. We've only been here for two months. So we're not even close to an expert. Yeah, um, that's not what this is about. Trying to act like we know everything <laughs> about mm. this place. Not at all. We just want to yeah share stuff. And we just want to 
kind of and have talk, some fun with each have other. Have some I fun guess. and talk <laughs> about our journey and share it as we go with it. And um, do something together, right? Yeah, and do something together. <laughs> we never do anything together. Um, maybe I'll start naming out some surf spots. I don't think anyone. Oh yeah, yeah there you go, baby. It's, it's a, yeah, my secret <laughs> surf spots. It's uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunity down here, so we're excited. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on the Pana Familia podcast.